0: Um, I've been an elder in this church for about two years uh, We've been coming as a family for, we think, eight years We're not for sure um, Pastor Rusty and Miss Vicki and Kurt and Megan are gone on vacation They're at Red River And So if y'all want to, uh, let's just start with a prayer Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day And we thank you for the rain and the moisture you've sent us all summer long uh, Lord, please be with Pastor Rusty and Miss Vicky as they travel with Kurt and Megan. Uh, dear Lord, believe with this congregation and uh, let our faith grow stronger as we get into the word today. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'll, let me give you a little background on myself. Um, I was raised in Demet. Hey, we got one Demet over there, don't we? I'll try to keep her from telling stories on me. Um, anyway, uh, married with Tracy. Rob, you all probably know, uh, see her in the Java Cafe. Uh, she was the one that did announcements this morning. Logan, my son, is uh, he helps with praise and worship. I thought he did a good job this morning. Um, Peyton and Hattie are my two daughters. Uh, I told them if I had to stand up here today, they'd sit on the front row. So, we got that accomplished. And then we have a special guest. I don't think she knows this, but Logan's girlfriend, Lexi Rowland, with us. So y'all give her a hand. <laughs> but uh, Pastor Rusty asked me a couple of weeks ago um, if I would uh, give my testimony. And, of course, without thinking, I said, sure. And then I started thinking about it. I thought, what am I doing? Uh, so I started thinking about it, and, and I thought, testimony, what does that mean? Well, I knew the root word was testify, and I thought, well, okay, I can testify. I can, you know, kind of explain how my life has evolved over time with my testimony, because I never really had one moment in my life that I felt like, you know, I dedicated my life to Jesus, and then my life changed. It's kind of just been a journey, and Probably the best way to explain my journey is just start when I was a little kid, and I'll just kind of go through my life. Um, you know, we've been going to church here for about eight years, and, and I've always been in and out of church since I was little, um, but it wasn't until a few years ago that I got real active in the church, uh, and that's kind of what the message is over today. But when I was a little kid we 'd go to the church Christ. My mom was raised church christ, and so we would uh, we 'd go to Sunday school and we 'd do the vacation bible school thing and and we 'd go to church and My best memories of the Church Christ was when I was you know fell asleep or when I acted up, my dad reached over and thumped me on the head, and I, I learned pretty quick to put my sisters between me and my dad but then, as we got older uh, my family was real involved in Kids Incorporated. You know, we had baseball and softball in the summer, and we had little dribblers. And, and then we started stock showing. And we were, you know, we had there four of us in our family, and we all showed. And so we were pretty, you know, pretty, pretty busy. So we, we kind of quit going to church. So kind of through my elementary years, through j- junior high, um, we just didn't go to church a lot. I had two older sisters uh when they got into high school a lot of their friends was going to the baptist church and they had a pretty strong youth program there and so when i got into high school i started going to to the baptist church with them um you know wednesday night we'd go to to the youth and then sunday we'd go to the to the services it was pretty convenient because one of my girlfriends was a baptist so that kind of worked out but um you know, if all through high school, um, I don't—I don't, I don't say I was a bad kid, but I had my moments. You know, I, I never tore anything up I couldn't pay for, but I was pretty lucky because I sure could have. But one Wednesday night, um, we were uh, we were singing out of the hymnal. It was it was youth, and I was sitting on the end of the aisle in the uh, method or the. Uh, youth minister sat down beside me he kind of leaned over and he said Lonnie have you ever dedicated your life to Jesus and once again without thinking I said not really and so he said well come with me and I thought oh my god what would I do so uh, he takes me down front and they're still singing out of the hymnal and, and he asked me some questions and we pray and at that moment I dedicated my life to Jesus Now, you know when when you're 15 years old, and you stand up in front of people, and you say, you know, I'm a Christian, I believe in God, and then you know a few di- few weeks later, I got baptized, and so here I am, 15 years old, I'm baptized, um, I've dedicated my life to Jesus. So what do you think I do? I'm 15 years old. Hey, I got my stamp. You know, I've got my card stamp. I'm good to go, right? Well, I'm still 15, and I'm still a boy, and I kind of go back to being a 15-year-old boy. I was kind of a knucklehead, and I won't let Kim comment on that, because she kind of knows where I'm coming from. <laughs> but, you know, so through high school, um, I would I would go to church anytime it was convenient with my sisters. Excuse me. Or, you know, if my girlfriend was there, and and it was good. Um, but after I graduated, I went off to college. And college was kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, I was pretty pretty busy, and the only time I'd go to church is if my sisters were in town when i come home, and we'd go to church together. Or If I happened to be dating somebody in college, and they went to church, you know, I'd go with them. Are you all starting to see a pattern here? If it, if it involved a girl, I was there. But so then... You know, after college, I come home, I got a job, and it seemed like every Thursday night, you know, it was college night in Lubbock, so what do you do? You go, you go back to Lubbock. And then on weekends, I spend a lot of time going to, you know, to Lubbock or Amarillo. And you think, well, maybe that's not such a good thing, but in a way, it probably was. Because if I hadn't been going back and forth to Lubbock, I'd have never met my wife. And, you know, I promise I wouldn't do that. But if it was not been for her, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be standing up here. Because, you know, we got married and started having a family. And she said, we're going to put our kids in church. Well, uh, you know, uh, we'd been to the Baptist church. We had friends invite us to that. And friends invite us to Church Christ. Well, my grandmother, she was a Methodist. And she would invite us to go to church. Well, you know, if it's good enough for Granny Rob, it's good enough for me, right? So we started going to the Methodist church. Well, as the kids got older, we, uh, we knew they didn't have a real strong youth program there. And Tracy said, We've, you know, we want to go somewhere where the kids will be involved. And my nephews had been coming to church over here. You know, they kind of raised over here in this church. And so every once in a while, we'd come with them. And uh, we met Pastor Rusty and Miss Vicky, and kind of got to know them a little bit. And so, you know, we decided as a family, well, Tracy decided as a family, <laughs> there's that woman thing again, <laughs> that we were going to start coming over here. So she'd bring Logan to um, Power Kids or to Ground Zero, and, and then we'd start coming as a family. You know, the first six months, you got to realize I've been in a Baptist Church, Methodist Church, Church Christ, and coming to this church, it's a little different, right? I spent the first six months looking around at like, what's everybody doing, and Tracy's over there bumping me. Quit looking around, you know. It was it was it was just odd to me, and it was different. Um, but over time, I got used to it, and it, you know, I I'd always believed in God, but it wasn't until I really got active in the Word or in in the church that my faith grew. So anyway, we, um, we'd we been coming for a while, and Tracy had been helping volunteer at Ground Zero. And about, I don't know, three years ago or something like that, Kirk caught me in the hall one day, and he said, Hey, would you be interested in helping in Ground Zero in the sound booth? And if a lot of y'all don't see me very often, it's because I'm back there most time. I, I, I'm more comfortable back there than I am up here. But... So, once again, I said, without thinking, I said, sure. Well, I don't know how many of y'all know Jason, but Jason's a little intense, you know. And so, if you think about it, I got a kid in high school, one in junior high, one in elementary. Um, I have a full-time job. I'm a salesman. Tracy's got a full-time job. We're both volunteering on Wednesday. And plus, I've got a little piece of farm ground, and I still farm it. And so, we're busy, and those Wednesdays, you could feel the pressure. Every Wednesday morning, I start thinking, man, i got to get all this done. i got to get to church by 6 so we can get set up. And I'm going to be honest with you. There were some Wednesdays my life didn't go very good. I dreaded it. And it never failed. Once we got here, we got set up, and those kids start coming in that door, and they start praising worship. And if you've never been here on Wednesday night, I beg you, come at least once. Because when, when those kids come in here and, and you get 15, 16-year-old boys and, and they're raising their hands and they're praying and they're praying for each other, it'll move you. Uh, it can't help but move you. But anyway, that kind of brings me to my message today. If you'll look at this, it says, faith without good deeds is dead. And i like to change that just a little bit. I'd like to say faith without action is dead, because if you think about it, you can't have faith or believe in something without some kind of action, and it doesn't matter if it's your marriage, your work, your kids, you know, maybe your coach, whatever, you can't have a strong belief or faith without some kind of action, and if uh, I'd like to kind of talk about what the Bible says about action and faith, if Darcy will put that up there, and this is the new translation, the New Living Translation Bible, and in, in James chapter two, verse fourteen, it says, "What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not show it by your actions?" Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see your brother or sister who has no food, no clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give them, that person, any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself is not enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. So you think about it in your day-to-day life. You know, anything you do, if you believe in it, you have action. You can't tell your wife or your spouse that you love them and that you believe in them, but then ignore them or, you know, help them around the house or spend time with them or communicate. And Trust me, I've been there. I'm not perfect. But you can't have one without the other. You know, I think about the analogy with a coach. Um, you know, if you're a coach and you believe in your kids and you, and you you know, motivate them and you, you get them to believe in you, uh, if you don't have the correct action to go with that, they're not going to follow you. I know a kid from several years ago, and I'd watched him kind of grow up, and he had, uh, I knew he was going to be a senior, and I saw him one summer, and I said, well, Are you ready for school? And he said, yeah, I'm going to be a senior. It's going to be cool. And I said, well, you are going to play football? He said, oh, I haven't played football in a couple years. And and I knew he played basketball. And I said, well, it's your senior year. You're going to play basketball. And he said, no, I've had all that coach I can stand. And it made me think about it. You know, how does a coach get kids to believe in something they're doing and have faith if they don't have the correct action? And so they never built that bond. And, you know, if you think about it, if you remember the story of Abraham, um, God asked him to sacrifice his son, Isaac, and put him on the, you know, sacrifice him on the altar. And if you don't think that will challenge your faith, you know, it wasn't the faith that brought him closer to God. It was the action, because he actually was willing to sacrifice his son. And it, it says in the Bible that, they became close they were actually friends god and abraham were friends after that and it was the action that showed god that uh he believed in him and you know it's no different than the way we are today we can't we can't tell god we love him and we we trust in him unless we have some kind of action and you know it doesn't matter how small the action or how big the action you know when i set out there For the first six months or year, I just sat there and I'd listen. I enjoyed Rusty's messages, but I really didn't involve myself. And it wasn't until I started, you know, laying my hands open and then I'd raise my hands that my heart didn't soften. And so it I can't explain how much it changes your life once you show those actions. And it doesn't matter how small or how big. Um, you know, I used to kid Pastor Rusty. I said, well, Tracy got us here. Now you got to get us to heaven. And I was really thinking about the kids more than me. But when when they asked me to volunteer, it, it changed my life. My faith grew. Um, like I said, I've been an elder for about two years. Um and, you know, we meet once a month, and when you walk in that room, those guys, they have tremendous faith, and just watching them, uh, it has helped me. It, it has grown my faith because I see people, my, my peers that are the same as me in the business world, but they've, they have this tremendous faith, and it didn't come easy. You can't just sit there and believe something. God didn't put us on earth. To just set out in the backyard and believe things were going to work—you have to have some action that to go with your faith. Um, you know what? I know that's pretty short. Uh, I've got one more verse I want to—I want to read out of the Bible, and I didn't have it. I didn't give it to Darcy, but it's—it's it's still in James. It's verse twenty-five. So you see. We are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by what faith alone. Not, not by faith alone. You can't have one without the other. Uh, you know, and it's, it's kind of like getting off dead center. And, and, and the best analogy I can think of is if, if you're going to clean out your desk drawer... And you get started, and then you clean out the next one, and then you clean out the next one. And before you know it, you got the whole office clean. It's just getting off dead center and getting yourself motivated to do stuff, no matter how small, how how large. It may be as simple as is praying more. It may be as simple as reading your Bible more. Trust me, if you want motivation to read your Bible, just get Pastor Rusty to ask you to step up here, because that's motivation to read your Bible. Same thing with prayer. I prayed more this week and probably I have two months, you know. But it, and it's and it been good. I mean, I'm glad I've done it. Um, I've been nervous, but I, I can't explain how much different my life is and my family's life because we're all volunteers. And it'll change your life. So I'm going to ask Logan to come up for one more song before we close and Dennis if you want to come you can come if not whatever Um, but while they're getting ready I I just want to challenge you you know um, it's not always easy but I want to challenge each and every one of you to just start small Um, maybe it's put your hands out maybe it's raise your hands Maybe it's, maybe it's volunteering. You know, this church has tons of volunteers, and I see a lot of them around here that help on Ground Zero and Power Kids. It, it'll change your life. Um, and it proves to God that, you know, we care. Because faith alone is not going to do it. So I want to challenge you, you know, in the weeks to come, be in prayer, read your Bible be active because faith without action is dead you can't have one without the other so if we can I want to say a prayer and then Logan and Dennis is going to have one more song and then we'll dis- dismiss dear Heavenly Father we thank you for this day we thank you for the courage that it took for me to come up here thank you for Rusty and Miss Vicki and Kurt and Megan, and thank you for this church. It has helped me to grow. And I ask that you be with this congregation, that, that our faith grows with our actions, so that we can prove to you that we believe in you. Be with us as we leave, and have us have safe travel, and let Rusty and Miss Vicky, Kurt and Megan, and everybody have safe travels home. For it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.